You are listening to the Mom Halo Podcast. This sweet ear candy will serve up laughs and aha moments as we talk to best-in-class thought leaders. These folks are dropping gems of genius. I'm Melana Kapitz, CEO and founder of the Mom Halo community. I'm a fun, fearless, freckled mom with three wild kiddos. I love to introduce you to ideas and people that will rock your world all while laughing out loud because that is the only way to get through the daily grind of parenthood. Plug in your earphones and let's get to them. Wouldn't it be great to shop online without worrying about the way something fits or if you got the right size? If you haven't heard of Smithery Style yet, you're going to want to. They're an online shop who has made many appearances at Mom Halo events in the past. They not only sell gorgeous pieces that they like to refer to as elevated basics, but their mission is to have women across the country feel confident in their day-to-day from the moment you step in front of your closet to get dressed in the morning. How do they do that? By helping you figure out your body shape, giving style tips for those shapes, figuring out your wow colors, modeling the clothes on real women, and curating collections each season of the best pieces for all different body shapes. Watch their daily try-ons over at Instagram, Smithery Style, or head to their website to figure out your shape now. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Mom Halo Podcast. I'm your host, Elena Kifitz, and I'm so thrilled to have a queen of queens in our studio today, our interviewee, Vivian <laughs> K. Yeah. Hi, Viv. Hi, Alana. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Tell me, tell all of our friends who may not know you if they live under a rock, who you are, what you do, where you're from. Kick us off. Okay. Well, first of all, get out from under the rock, girl. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> my name is Vivian Kay. I am a founder. I'm a mom. I'm a business and empowerment expert. I'm an all-around dope lady that you should totally get out from under a rock to get to know. <laughs> 100p. I love that. Uh, yeah. So this is Vivian K. Um, so let me just take you back in time. I think the year was 2018. I was just in the beginning of my, I don't know, figuring out my business. And I was a young mom. I'm still a young mom, but I was a really young mom. Um and I went to this event put on by, uh, I can't remember who it was, but Vivian was there as a speaker and she did a, one of her like very famous talks about Chad. <laughs> and if you don't know Vivian, she gives this sort of analogy of, you know, Chad is sort of the white guy in a boardroom. Um, and, and how do you approach sort of your life? So I'll let you sort of explain the Chad piece, but it was the first time I'd ever heard that analogy where like, bring your Chad energy, right. um, you know, um, and, and then I remember standing behind you in line to grab lunch at this event. And I was like, who are you? I already like had the sense that you were going to be something amazing in this world. And then from that moment, just following your career and, and seeing you as a friend, like, I just feel so much pride, Viv, to see you sort of had at that moment and you just sort of catapulted in all these ways. And that's my fangirl moment. So Aww. thank you for being here. <laughs> well, one, you're absolutely welcome. And anything for you, darling, anything yeah. for you. But um, but yeah, about Chad. So yeah, not just about Chad. My, my infamous or my infamous trademarked phrase is what would Chad do? 
And Chad isn't meant to, it's not meant to, you know, bash men or diminish anyone's accomplishments. It's not really about that. Um, uh, my thing with Chad is about, it's the energy, it's the mood that this Chad brings. And when I'm referring to Chad, it's more like the, you know, when you meet those guys who are like, you know, they're still talking, they're in their forties and they're still talking about their football accomplishments or, um, you know, those guys that apply for jobs and they have no business in that position and they get those jobs. You know, I'm talking about the Doug Fords and the Justin Trudeaus and, you know, as sexy as his hair is, he has no business being the prime minister because he doesn't have the experience, but you know what he does have? The audacity. audacity. The audacity. That's really what it is because Um, you know, a lot of men and and specifically white men, um, they just have this, you know, I can do whatever I want because the world is built to serve me. Right. Right, And so um, a lot of them are doing things that they have no business doing and they're doing it confidently. So for me as a black woman, um, I always you know, have to tell myself that I need to walk around the world with the audacity of Chad, because not only do I have to work to, I have to work twice as hard and, and, and work twice as long in order to get the minimum of what a white man is getting. Um, you know, and I, and I always have people questioning my expertise and questioning my experience. And as women in general, we have, that happens to us all the time. So then whenever I start to question my judgment or, you know, if I'm trying to do something, or even if you're applying for a job and you only have four to the five qualifications, just ask yourself, what would Chad do? Because I bet you any white man that you have in your life, if you ask them, okay, hey, do you have any of these qualifications? They're going to say no, but they're going to apply for that job anyways. They're going to apply for that grant anyways. They're going to start that business because they are trained to take risks. Whereas women, we're trained to be careful, be be nice, be this, be that, but we're not getting anywhere with that, are we? Amen. <laughs> we're not getting, we're, we're spinning in place. Whereas these men are just doing these big grand things and nobody questions them. Yeah. I love right? that. So whenever you start to start questioning yourself and questioning your expertise and should I do this? And should I call 13 of my girlfriends before I do something? No, ask yourself, what would Chad do? And do that, but just don't be a jerk about it. Yeah. <laughs> or a Karen about it. Yeah, Karen. <laughs> well, it's such a good personal, like it's such a good archetype of a person mm-hmm. to sort of help people, I think, check themselves, right? Yes. I mean, so, but let's pivot a bit because since you have sort of this sort of famous um, keynote about Chad that people have heard and I've heard, but if you've never heard it, look at Vivian K online or go see her live. Um <laughs> But you've done some pretty big fucking things, my friend. <laughs> uh, I have. I, have. You yeah. know, I'm not the, I don't know. I guess my my bragging voice is kind of rusty right now. Yeah. But, well, um, let's go through it. You let's take me back. Take me back to day one. Your mom. You have a kiddo. You're pivoting or pirouetting is my new favorite word for that. Ah, um, I like that. Yeah. Um, tell us. Take us back to day one of the Vivian K sort of entrepreneurial journey, please. Yeah. Well, you know, last time I had a job was in 2010. Um, and that was because I got fired from the job that I had and I had a side business called Vivian's Decor. So I was a wedding decorator um, within the greater Toronto area. And while I was running that business, I needed some hair that looked quote unquote professional. So as a black woman, that means basically um, having 
our hair or even our look mimic that European beauty standard. And of course, as a Black woman, that's not really possible. So a lot of us tend to wear a protective hairstyle. So I'm talking weaves, weaves, wigs, and braids. So even if you're looking at Beyonce, Beyonce is always wearing a wig. Oprah's wearing a wig. Serena Williams is wearing a wig. Like they're all wearing protective styles. But they all, like with the weaves specifically, they were always these silkier textures and not the textures that naturally grow out of our heads, which is typically kinky, curly, um, coily type hair. And so by, you know, 2010, a lot of us got tired of putting these chemicals that we were putting in our hair in order to straighten it. Um, and so we started being more natural with that. We wanted to find natural looking protective styles, but when I went looking for it, I couldn't find it. It was usually buried underneath the silkier textures or didn't exist at all. So I actually started a business. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to start the business, but I was trying to solve my own problem. So, um, you know, I was in Facebook groups on hair care forums, trying to find the solution when I finally found it. Um, you know, I wore the solution and I went to a networking event and a, another black woman pulled me aside to ask me who my hairdresser was and what my regimen was for lo- getting my hair to look like that. And I was like, girl, this is a weave. And she was like, wow, I would buy that. And that's a huge compliment when another black right. woman can't tell you wearing, <laughs> you can't tell you're wearing a weave. That's a huge compliment. So from, you know, and so December 2012, I launched Kinky Curly Aki, which is a premium textured hair extensions brand that I started for Black women. And I grew that into a multi-million dollar business. Um, and I did that um, as a single mother. So, you know, two years into the business. I bow. I bow to you. <laughs> Unbelievable. Continue. The business, I, I had a son um, and he's now eight. Oh, and actually he's going to be nine. So he's going to be nine in March. Um, but he, um, but yeah, I built it into a multi-million dollar business and the pandemic hit. And as you know, with all of us, we all sort of got the, the rug pulled out from under us. Um, and then I decided, you know what, after, you know, in 2022, I decided, you know, it's been a good, it's been a good run. Um, and so I, 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 re, I contacted some people who had contacted me, you know, about three, four years ago about acquiring my business. And I said, I'm ready now. Cause I wasn't ready back when they first reached out, but I felt like, you know what, I've done what I needed to do. I give what I needed to give. Um, and I'm ready to move on and do other things. So, um, uh, late last year, my business got acquired. Uh, so now I'm just, I, I, I jokingly say I'm retired from e-commerce, from (laughs) online business, but, uh, but now I'm just doing shenanigans and and speaking and working with brands and, and (laughs) cavorting with the likes of you. (laughs) You are cavorting with the likes of me. And if you've ever witnessed, well, let's go back. First of all, this woman grows a business, grows a baby, um, exits a business, literally does shenanigans because I've seen it in real person. For doing shenanigans. Don't try to act like you're not a part of my shenanigans. I'm not, I am part of your shenanigans and I love, I love me some Vivian and Kat's shenanigans. Um, but I, I mean, I also think that you have such a strong voice online and your presence is so beautiful and you always keep it real. And you're, when your shit goes viral, Viv, I die. Like how many videos of you just being Vivian? I think at least three that I know of this year have gone viral. The most recent one was where this woman's basically holding her baby and <laughs> saying like, 
I will, if my, if I'm not, if my baby's not invited, I'm yeah. not coming. And then it like, it like, um, splices to you and Kat, one of your content creator and good friends, uh-huh. laughing hysterically, drinking wine at like, I don't 10 a.m. on a Friday Literally. or whatever. <laughs> and that shit went so fucking wild. I, what a commentary for you. Like, why do you think first, I mean, it's super relatable, but talk about that one moment. Cause it's so funny. How did that come to be? And, and tell us about your content ideas and when that sort of takes flight. I don't even know. So, you know what? The video actually, it came across my feed on TikTok, my FYP. And um, I actually created a solo version of it where I was drinking. Because I was literally, I all my videos, any video where that goes viral, I literally do. Like, I literally just get up and just do it. And I right. there's no thought put into it. It's just me reacting. And those all, those all go viral. Any of the ones that I actually sit down and... <laughs> strategize and plan and oh my god no those those do uh tumbleweed but um but literally uh, the first version of it was me drinking coffee and i was just like okay <laughs> like okay lady um and then um i just got back from ghana so Catherine was coming Catherine's my bestie she came to come and see me and i was like oh you know what i did this um i did this reaction video we should totally do a version of it and so she, as soon as she walked in, she was like, okay, where's the champagne? So we were already drinking champagne <laughs> at 11 o'clock uh-huh, on uh-huh. Friday. <laughs> and so uh, we did that in one take. I just put the phone down in front of us and then it was just, okay. We were cackling and she downed her glass of champagne in one swoop, like a shot. And, um, and yeah, that's how that happened. And it went, so it went viral. Yeah. Went fucking viral. 4.5 million views. Yeah. And- it's funny because I saw you post it and then the way the algorithm works is that all of the other ones like parents today or bad uh, mom, mom problems or mom truth or whatever, like everyone was posting it. And I was like, Vivian, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I died. And literally it just happened. And then even the one before that, again, it was a mom that was, she was doing a, what was she doing? She was recording herself working out one week postpartum. Oh my God. That one. And then a year postpartum. And then there was me, 102 <laughs> months or 192 months postpartum eating chips eating in chips. my body and pajamas in my bed. <laughs> I, I'm looking for that one right now because I, what, 30, oh, 34.8 yeah, million views. Yeah, yeah. 34.8 million views. Yeah, that yeah. one I died to. Yeah. So those are those are two of the big ones that I that I know of. But oh my God, Viv, you are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just and it's just me reacting. I don't even say anything. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. And now a word from our mom Halo podcast sponsor. Who needs superheroes when we have moms? Leanne Kim is my go-to resource when it comes to anything starting or growing a successful side hustle or business. She was my business coach for years and has helped tons of the moms in my community build profitable businesses. Leanne knows marketing and sales so well, and she's helping women just like you change their world with their products and services. Leanne has a program starting as low as $59 a month, which makes her the best investment for new business owners looking to take their dream to the next level. So so talk to me about your personal brand and your style because you are so well-dressed and you always bring it. And 
I know you and when your partner's cat have this like aesthetic. Talk to me about that look and feel. Like, how does fashion play a role in your life? Obviously, hair was a huge part of your life mm-hmm. and everybody's life for so long, but you were in the business. Obviously, yeah. there's e-commerce please play too, but tell me more. How how does your style work? Like I know you're you sort of as I see you sort of bounce between like glam goddess and homebody i was gonna say home bound like right now this is like the thing that i'm wearing if you could see us i've been wearing this is the third day in a row i'm wearing this entire outfit i could give two kicks oh my god i done no my style is very um i want to say it's you know I, i i go off my name so my name is vivian and vivian means lively one and so um i tend to dress in bold colors and bold um prints and you know it's also a shout out to my heritage so i'm originally from ghana um where we wear bold prints on the daily right so that's that there's that and then i'm just very i mean i'm 45 so i'm over you know i can look sexy when i want to but you're going to also get this i've been wearing the same thing for three days in a row look as well like i'm not afraid to um I'm not afraid to be myself. And I think that that's something that also comes with age and with experience. Um, And so I'm very comfortable with myself. I'm very, um, I'm very comfortable with myself. I'm very confident. And I think it just comes through with no matter what I'm wearing. Um, And it's funny because Kat is the, not, she's not that the opposite, but we're sort of both different ends of the spectrum. Like she will, she has a pair of high heels that she calls running shoes. And and she's got nails and she's just always done up. And I'm always, and I'm always like, she's always like, okay, babe, you gotta, you know, fill in your eyebrows today. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Let me fill in my eyebrows. (laughs) Um, But we, but we come together and we do shenanigans. Like we're both very down to earth and very approachable and we just, we're just two moms. We're two moms. We're two entrepreneurs. We're two women. She's married. I'm not. So we've got like, you know, and she's got three kids. I've got one. Like it's a whole thing. So um, for me, it's just I, what I'd like to do, especially online and with my platform is I just want to show women, period, that you can be yourself and still be successful. So, you know, I have a very unconventional background. I'm an immigrant, single mother, college dropout, all those things. Um, and I still manage to achieve a level of success um, despite all those obstacles. And so um, I like to show that, you know, through, I guess, my style. And so my style is very high, low and everything in between. Like, I'm not afraid to go to Dollar Tree. In fact, Dollar Tree and I are good friends. But okay, if you, know, if you don't know right? Dollar Tree, by the way, <laughs> if you don't have a local Dollar Tree, drive to Dollar Tree. That's my <laughs> advice. <laughs> drive to a dollar. Listen, there's a Dollarama like right there. I will drive the Dollar yes, Tree. 100%. <laughs> okay, v, 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 remember I told you I would like was trying to get Valentine. I literally was in front of Dollar Tree as I was like, oh shit, I have this podcast. I gotta do I gotta turn around. <laughs> I was in front of Dollar Tree. Not gonna lie. Um, talk to me about body, your body. Cause like me, you and I both exist in voluptuous bodies and you fucking rock it. I mean, you have a beautiful body, you're a really attractive woman. Thank you. Which Thank is helpful. You. Um, which is helpful as a baseline. But you just like live and exist in the body. Tell me about your relationship to your body in that way. Um, you know, I I'm my my saying is you're gonna get what I got, right? So yeah. 
Um, you know, this body has done amazing things. It's had miscarriages. It's had an abortion. It's had a baby. It's had a hysterectomy. It's had all sorts of things. And, um, you know, I try not to get caught up in the, oh, well, I need to look like, you know, Kim Kardashian or whatever. It's like, honestly, it's not even realistic, right? Because the amount of maintenance that woman probably has to go through, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Not it's interested. not sustainable. Right. Yeah, and so for me, it's just like, well, this is the body that I have. I'm not going to wait until I'm 10 pounds lighter or I'm or I'm, you know, my eyebrows are done or whatever the case may be. Like you're gonna get what I got. And if you don't like it, you can go kick rocks with flip-flops, right? So um I'm just really about and then and I and I encourage women. I think by just me doing what I do and wearing bikinis, even though you know my I've got that apron belly and the C-section belly that hangs over the bikini, you know, I'm not afraid to show that. And I've got the cellulite and I've got big arms and I've got you know eczema scars. And like I'm not afraid to show any of that because this is the way I was made. And if you don't like it, I don't care because it's my yeah. job to like me. I love right? that. And no one's going to like me unless I like me or I, I love and me. It's so funny because when I see you, I just see like this gorgeous woman, right? Like I don't see your body. I see a gorgeous woman and it's the way you carry yourself. It's the fact that you rock those you know, next campaigns and all those things, you know, and I just, it's so it's funny. It's the inside I, out. That's the is. thing. People, like it's all inside out. Like, yes. so even if you don't have to be perfect, but if you're, if you have a light that shines, that that's within you and it shines out. That's what people see. And when they see that, they, they're not going to worry about, okay, well, your hair is not done. You've been using dry shampoo five days in a row. Who cares? As long as you're shining, that's all that people are attracted to. At least good I completely people. agree with you. I completely agree with you. It's funny because I often exist in a larger body and I'm still like sometimes insecure with some things and, um, and it's so funny because when people meet me, they never are like, oh, like you're a little rounder in the middle than I thought you were going to be, you know? They're always like, oh, you're shorter than I thought style. you were going to be, you know? <laughs> I get that um, a lot too, actually. Yeah, you're people shorter than, than I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're like, you're shorter than I thought yeah. you were. It's because you're, we're both larger than life. That's right. We have tall girl energy, man. Yes, yeah, it's <laughs> tall girl energy. And so, yeah, but, you know, listen, I don't live for people. I live for myself. Amen. And you're just so beautiful inside and out. And your son is so cute. Can we just take a minute? Okay. So cute. (laughs) Tell me about motherhood. Like how has motherhood informed yourself, your identity, your business? I mean, obviously it does, but for you specifically, Viv. Um, I would say motherhood is one of the hardest things I think I've ever done. I always say besides entrepreneurship, motherhood is number one. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. It's, um, you know, <laughs> you know, with that one viral video, there's a bunch of women underneath it that are like, I don't know how you can, you guys must hate your kids because you, how could you not want to spend all day with them? It's like, girl, you know, I was somebody before I had the kid. Right. And so for me, motherhood has been very eye opening, And I think if anything, it's made me more Vivian. It's made yeah. me more, um, it's made me... <sighs> And this is going to sound weird. It's made me more selfish because it's made me realize that in order for my kid to be happy, I have to be happy. I have to put myself first because if I don't put myself first, if I don't fill up my cup, guess who suffers? My kid. Yeah. Amen. So it's my job 
to put myself first because no one else is going to do that for me, right? Because kids just take and take and take and take and take. And that's what they're supposed to do, right? But you got to, you can't let them take when there's nothing inside. So you got to fill your, you got to take the time to fill yourself back up. So for me, motherhood has been very, um, it's been very, it's it's actually boosted my confidence, right? (laughs) It's actually because it's like, shit, I managed to keep this kid alive for the past nine years. Yeah. I've done it myself. So it's like, if I can do this shit, what else can I do? I love that so much. And it's so funny. I think, you know, Beyonce Knowles is quoted for saying, I met myself for the first time in motherhood. And that's, I love that because to me, that's, that's real, right? Like I was somebody before I was mom and I met, I'm somebody else now, but I really met the truest version of myself in motherhood. I agree. I I feel that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about, uh, was it May, June of 2020, the rise of Black Lives Matter. Mm. Um, Let's go there. And, uh, I mean, it is, we are recording in February. So of course I think of black history month, um, talk to me a bit about that moment. Cause I know like you were, you were so outspoken and rightfully so, and lots of white women were woke for the first yeah, time. They were diversifying their feeds for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah. So just explain to me what you saw and you experienced, if you don't mind, I know for it's yeah. a hard, yeah. So walk me, know. take me back. So, uh, you know, this was, you know, during the pandemic. So everyone was at home. Everyone was paying attention. And I remember I was creating, I was already creating content, right? I was doing the whole virtual school thing and how much I hated it. Um, And then, you know, I was trying to help. I I, I would seeing, you know, a bunch of people, you know, they're at home, they want to start businesses um, or they already have an existing business. They had to hurry up and get it online. But what I was, and I, and I also started coaching, but this was like in January of 2020, I started coaching, um, small businesses. So, and I started coaching because I saw in the space that there were all these people, um, you know, specifically white women who were coaching people to be entrepreneurs, but, but the business that they were, the business that they had run was the business of coaching. So they'd never actually run a business. And they were also using, you know, Hey girl, Oh my God, like we're a tribe, like, you know, just appropriating all these, these phrases and everything. Um, and then when, you know, the death of George George Floyd Floyd. hit hit the internet, it was like all of a sudden, all these women who had all these events and conferences and had never had a black speaker or at least never put them to the forefront, all of a sudden were finding the one black friend that they had putting up black squares, like just making a whole show out of, out of it. And it's like, how dare you? So I, I, I called some people out. Um, and I wasn't afraid because it was like, you, you, it's all performative. Right. It's like, where were you, like, where were you six months ago when, yeah. you know, when your all white panel was just all white women yeah. and you guys were all, Hey girl, and Hey, this and all that and appropriating the language, but you, your silence on, on this, like right. it speaks loudly. And I, and I called out some pretty big names and, and, um, and it was interesting because then all these other big names started posting, reposting my content and sharing my content and encouraging their audience to diversify their feeds. Because yeah. once you start to, to diversify your feed, you start to diversify your mind. Because yeah. when you keep yourself in the white girl bubble, all you know is white girl stuff, yeah. right? But there's a whole world outside of, you know, outside of that. Right. Right. So for me, it was kind of bittersweet because I went from like, I don't know, like say 6,000 followers to like, 30,000 overnight. 
Like it was wild. And it was all these white women like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I found you. Where have you been all my life? I'm like, girl, I've been here. You just look at me because you thought my content wouldn't resonate with you. Right. Yeah. Because I didn't look like you and I didn't have the same experiences as you. But if there's one thing that ties us all together is that we're all women fighting the same, (laughs) fighting the same enemy. I mean, I just remember for me watching it all go down and I have to be honest in, in September of 2020 of 2017, I hosted our first mom fest. It was not supposed to be anything more than a vendor market, but we had people raise their hand saying, Oh, can I speak? Can I speak? And we had 20 people say, can I speak? So we put out this content that was 20 speakers and there was one person of color and one man. And I got called out so hard in 2017. Mm. And it was a East Indian lady who was like, there is not one woman who looks like me. I'm not coming to your event. And I was like, holy fucking shit. What did I do? It was not intentional, but it was such an aha moment where I had a moment saying for my entire life, we will always have diverse panels. We will always have representation of every walk of life. But it, it, it happened to me in that way. Um, and when Black Lives Matter happened and then fortunate police brutality of of George Floyd, watching it happen and participating in conversations and me myself being told I wasn't doing enough, Mm. right? And I wasn't handing platforms over enough. And I was like, well, I thought I was doing a good job, but I obviously (laughs) wasn't, right? So to me, I think that moment, Viv, honestly has changed the lives and changed the the course for so many people um, in that way. And I, 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 while we're on the topic, I mean, it is Black History Month and it is a month, but it feels like lip service. Does Black History Month have significance to you? And so what does it mean for you in no, the month no. of February? It doesn't. Nothing. Because no. from, I live this every single day, right? Like, um, yes, you know, we, and one of the things, one of my issues with Black History Month is that it always goes over the struggle, the struggle, which is, which, you know, it's good to cover that ground, but what about our strides? Like, why aren't we focusing more on, um, you know, the good things that a lot of people of the African diaspora have done, right? right? It's always about, oh, and it's all in black and white. And it's like, okay, this happened in our grandparents' time, in our parents' time. Right. Right. So I don't know why everyone's acting like all of this has happened, this happened, you know, eons ago, a decade or centuries ago. This is very recent, right? And especially I find within Canada, it's like, we need to focus on, you know, the diaspora as well. Like the people of from the people from Africa, the people from the Caribbean, because that's who we, that's who you're seeing every single day. And, you know, also the African Canadians, right? Right. So the people who escaped from the slavery in in America. Yeah. Um, So for me, you know, um, Black History Month is every day. You know, I always tell mothers, especially uh, white mothers, it's like, there are things that I have to tell my child that you will never have to tell your child. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, there's layers of things that I have to tell my son. You know, the things I tell my, and have, if I had a daughter, I'd have to tell my daughter. There's things I have to tell my son that you'll never have to tell your son. Yeah. And so for me, Black history is 365 days a, a year and 24 seven. Yeah. So yeah, okay, celebrate it for a month and then okay, what? We're on to women's history. Okay, and then what? It's all the same thing, right? Same shit, different smell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm with you. I mean, the it's I think that there's a hypersensitivity right now to to sort of lean into these conversations. But what I I had a huge aha moment last year because I was talking to one of our scholars just totally offline and 
she's was explaining to me about she grew up from a Caribbean culture and she was explaining to me that she grew up where you were hit you were hit you were beat and that's what it was because if you stepped out of line in public Mm -hmm. there was repercussions for that and it was that moment for me I had an aha moment being like if my kid acts like a clown in public Versus if her son acts like a clown in public, there's two different major real repercussions for those behaviors. And as a white woman raising white kids in Canada, that to me was a huge learning. So just putting it out there for this conversation, not just, I am putting it out there for a conversation because that's, I think what you're kind of alluding to Viv a little bit that like existing in a black body has repercussions and, and there's certain things that we have to acknowledge, right? In terms of a lived experience, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, if there's one thing that I, I have to ask, um, you know, people to do is don't question my lived experience. Don't try and compare our experiences because there's nothing to compare it to because right, yeah. even as women or even as mothers, yes, we have, you know, commonalities, right? But there, again, there are extra layers that you don't see, or you're not even aware of that we have to deal with. Right. And that could be microaggressions or it could be, you know, it it comes in many shapes and forms for us. Right. And so, like, I remember, um, you know, a quick, a quick, um, a quick story. So I remember when my son was in kindergarten and, you know, because if, if you know Africans, if you know, especially West Africans and Ghanaians, we're very boisterous. We like to express ourselves and talk da, 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 da. So of course our kids are very expressive. Right. But I remember the teacher in kindergarten sent my kid, called me one day and said, you know, your, your, your child is uh, too expressive. And so we think there's an issue because you're a single mom, there must be some issues. So we're going to send him to a social worker. And I remember being so devastated because it's like, I know there's other kids in that class that probably are very similar, but they're, they're not being sent to be sent to see a social worker, but my kid is. So there must be something wrong with me. And I remember, you know, six months into it, the social worker was like, I don't know why your son is here. Like, I don't understand. But it turns out the teacher her parents were doctor PhDs in child psychology and blah, 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 blah. so she just made these, she tried to connect some dots that weren't connecting because she just thought, oh, his mother's a single black mother. So there must be problems. And it's like, no, bitch, I'm an entrepreneur running a multi-million dollar business. I just happen to be a black woman and a single mother. Yeah. But she made all these assumptions thinking that my son had all these issues. Um, and so we, he must see a social worker because of his circumstances. And I remember thinking it was like, like that, like, again, the microaggressions, right? Because there's other kids in this class that, you know, even to this day have all these issues and anger management. They do not see social workers. Yeah. But my kid did because he has a black single mother. What an unbelievable story, Viv. I mean, it's, it's not a short story and it's, it's an important story on the heels of this conversation. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Let's pivot a bit. What's mm-hmm. next for Vivian K? We're pirouetting. Pirouetting. <laughs> we are doing lots of pirouetting. Um, yes. You know, I, <laughs> I do a lot of podcasting. Um, I do a lot of TV. I do a lot of work with brands. Um, I know. So when people ask me, oh, so what's next? I'm like, I have no freaking clue. <laughs> no clue. I know I do know what um you know what my end goal is and my end goal is to snowbird I understand snowboarding now I want to go back and forth from Ghana so I want to go back to Ghana um you know set up a life there for my son and myself 
um, and have some impact there. So use the the resources and, the, and and everything that I've learned here and bring it back to where I was born. Yeah, and, and help you know because Ghana is one of the fastest growing economies in West Sat in Africa. Period, um, and I want to be a part of that. And yeah, um, you know, you know, my my mom and my dad left their lives um, and sacrificed a lot in order to bring us here. And so I feel like you know it's my job to go back to where I was born and, and help them. Like you know, so once um, you know once you get that leg up, it's my job to go back home and reach back. So that's what I'd love to do. I love that, babe. I love what that, that looks like. I have no. <laughs> well, I'm somebody who follows your you closely, and when you're in Ghana, I'm just like, what is this magical place? Yeah, it looks magical. It is. It's it's because it's it's um, I I I want to say that anxiety and depression and stress and all that is built into the DNA of North America. Like it's just here. Like it's just. In everything we do, and we consume so much, and capitalism, and this, and comparison, and all that. And I'm not not to say that that doesn't exist there, but you know, one of the things I, I, I notice is that one, they have a third place. So with us, because we live in the suburbs, and we have cars, and we have da da, we go home and we go to work. We go home, and we go to work, and maybe every once in a while we have a date night and we go out. Whereas yeah. in Ghana, you can go to brunch on a Wednesday morning. And there will be people in there. And every night, like there's just like if you even if you don't have any money, there's some local bar, literally two doors down, that's serving, you know, the alcohol that they bought and they've made a business out of it. And that's where you go. Yeah. And people and people socialize. Whereas here, we've become so, especially over the pandemic, we've become yeah. so antisocial. Yeah, Whereas there, it's yeah. part of the it's part of the DNA. So I love that. Yeah. Sorry, that was a little, but it's just, no, it's your, it's it's your love letter to Ghana. I I appreciate that so much. And I also think it's interesting. I am, I am Jewish and I have like a strong sense of diaspora to Mm -hmm. a diasporic community. Mm -hmm. So I know what it feels like to love another country and to like Mm -hmm. feel that it's special and different and sort of want to be a part of that. So I have an appreciation for just seeing myself in two places and like wanting that, you know, yeah. And also just going there and just seeing everyone looks like you, all the billboards are of you, (laughs) right? There's just something like, you're not worried. Like, I don't like those kids there don't have this. They they don't have to tell the same stories. I have to tell my son about being aware of the police and being aware of how you talk to people, being aware of your mood. There's no thought of that. So it's like, it removes this extra layer that we carry here. I appreciate that. It's it's funny because I I sometimes am hesitant to tell talk about my Jewish identity, and I have some friends I, I have some friends who are on social who are like it's obviously a huge part of their um, social content, and I'm like always a toe in because during like civil when there's wars in Israel or in the Middle East, and people yeah. feel like they can't really talk about mm-hmm. their Jewish identity because they don't understand that like Israeli politics and Jewish identity. Are not are not the same. So um, I I have taken to social quite a bit when those moments happen to try to have these conversations. But yeah. maybe you're inspiring me Viv, to do more because uh, it's it's something that I definitely diminish. And I and my kids are in a school that isn't Jewish at all. They're like one of three families, and Elias will be like, "Oh, we do Hanukkah," and I'm like, "Okay, are we going to be like the Jewish family or the token Jewish family? Okay, we are the token. Okay, I'm okay with this now, right? So took some time to get there, but um. 
but I do appreciate sort of a love for Ghana the way that I feel sort of love for other countries. So um, they bring us home. If there's one thing you want people to hear today, if they hear nothing else about you, Vivian K, what do you want them to know and remember? I want them to shine brightly. Like whatever it is that you do. And I always say, you know, you don't have to shine like me. You know, the sun shines, bring light shine, diamond shine, mirror shine, like everything shines. So shine like you. Don't shine like me or compare yourself to anyone else. Shine like you because there is somebody who needs to see your light. And so in order for and for that one person, and you know, don't be, don't underestimate the power of, you know, of impacting one person, because that one person can go on to impact two and three and millions and, and so on and so forth. Right. So don't be afraid to shine and shine in your own way. I love that so much. Drop the mic because I have never heard anyone say that before. And it's funny because I think people are attracted to shiny things, shiny mm-hmm. objects, shiny moments. And as women, we tend to diminish, extinguish, wallflower. Yep. Um, I love that so much. Vivian, tell people, where can they find you? We'll put it in the show notes, but just <laughs> this way. where can we find Vivian K? I'm an absolute pleasure to follow on Instagram. And you can also find me on TikTok. It's <laughs> at, it's, it's blah, 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 blah. You can find me at it's Vivian K. So I-T-S-V-I-V-I-A-N-K-A-Y-E. You'll know it's me when you see uh, a, a woman with a big old boobs and balloons. That's me. Black lady with boobs and bullets. (laughs) I love it so much. Vivian, it's always a pleasure. I cannot wait to see what happens for you, what you fall into, what you conquer, what you do next. Um, Thank you for being here. Vivian K, everybody. It's been an absolute pleasure. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Mom Halo podcast, I'd love your support by sharing it with others, posting about us on social, or leaving a really good rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the Mom Halo. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. Cookies and Cribs Sleep Consulting helps parents like yourself teach healthy, independent sleep habits from the age of newborn to five years old. Alana Ozeal will teach your little one to sleep through the night, give you and your partner your nights together, and that little break that we all need at the end of the day. Cookies and Cribs will create a personalized sleep plan for your little one to give you the confidence and support each day working together. Book your free consultation today on the website and receive 10% off your services.